and welcome to the Inspiring Leadership Podcast. We trust you'll benefit from our unique lineup of CEOs, generals, and leaders from all business sectors. Whether you're an aspiring, inspiring leader or a seasoned leader seeking further motivation, this podcast provides you with practical life tips, sound wisdom, and world-class leadership advice. I'm your host, Jonathan Bowman-Perks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's Inspiring Leadership Podcast, hosted by Lee Bowman-Perks, my wife, and myself, Jonathan Bowman-Perks. And it's a very special one. This one is with a theme of the Gulf Corporation Council. We're bringing in Bahrain and the UAE. We've got backgrounds in Iran. There's a lovely cross-section of experiences, which is what the event we're talking about, Ride for Unity, Seven Emirates in Seven Days, that the four of us are all going to be involved in, is all about. We um, we have a fascinating uh, couple of guests here, and also a guest who couldn't come. Uh, firstly, I just want to introduce Faisal. Faisal uh, al Aimi. Uh, Faisal has a wealth of experience in 19 years in senior roles across uh, the public and the private sector in the UAE. Um, he's got a fabulous job. He's currently the general manager of Ferrari World on Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi. And he's got such a wealth of experience. And particularly, he's been CEO, he's been executive director in sales and marketing uh, in his, his home state of Ajman. It's just great having you here, Faisal. Welcome. Thank you, Jonathan, for inviting me. And uh, can't wait to tell you all my I'm looking forward to to some of your stories and experiences. Before we go into Sarah, we've got, um, unfortunately, our third guest, Fatima uh, Rayad, uh, is not able to attend because of her passion for basketball. She was the first female basketball coach for a men's team in the Bahraini <clears throat> National League. Uh, she's part of the first Bahraini national swimming team. She held a black belt in taekwondo. And she's an official in the Bahraini uh, General Sports Authority. And for her, like for all of the people who are here, breaking down barriers in sport and business. And she is an icon for women leadership everywhere. Then we have uh, raw blood here. We have Shaker Sarah Ameri. Um, Sarah's got such a range of experiences. She's been involved in many different businesses, uh, particularly she has her own business involved with women and small spice farmers worldwide. And now she's the managing director of this initiative that we're all involved in, Seven Days, Seven Emirates, uh, cycling through these seven emirates uh, for unity, which we're going to be talking about that. And she wants to make a whole, a whole drive around what matters to her about the values of sustainability, unity, inclusion, which matters to the UAE as well, leaving an inspirational legacy of positive global change. So without further ado, I'll hand over. Sarah, welcome, sorry, just to say hi. Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. It's my privilege to be here. That's great. So, Lee, would you start us off? So, um, first of all, I just really, you know, you're both doing have this wonderful portfolio career and background, this tapestry of experience behind you. Um, so I'm really curious about, you know, all of those different experiences. What led you to kind of being the leader that you are the, today? What shaped you? What defined you? So maybe some of the highs and the lows as well, because I think with leadership, it it brings so much reward, but also it can be tough and challenging. So 
just a little bit from each of you. And Sarah, of course, you are the managing director of the Seven Emirates Seven Days Ride for Unity, but it's just one of your many roles, one of your many hats. Um, and you've received some honours along the way. So, um, and we've got some mutual passions, which is glorious. I'm looking forward to learning more about that. But um, with that dedication, what shaped you as a leader today? I think um, I would say that the beginning was when I was student at the American University in Dubai. Uh, and I took the role of being president of a, a charity club on campus with the students, with involvement of professors and staff. And that was really my very first role as as, as a leader for, for a group of different individuals, uh, younger generations, mix, mix really with, with the older generations. And I learned a lot. Uh, it was quite challenging, um, but I, I was very lucky to uh, get a lot of uh, information, a lot of guidance, uh, mentoring through that two years uh, of the role that I had uh, as the president. And I met with... Uh, of course, with the, the leader of UAE, uh, Sheikh wow. Mohammed bin Rashid. Uh, because of that role, I met with pres uh, the former president of United States, pres President Clinton. Mm. And all these really uh, was an incredible uh, learning curve uh, for the person I am today. And these are all go back to 2007, 8, 9, 10. Um, and yeah, I learned a lot. That was, I would say, the beginning of... Uh, being on this path of leadership. Okay. And it sounds to me like you really embraced the role of leader very early um, and you continue to leave a beautiful legacy. And speaking of legacies and the people that you've met, um, what did you learn from them? That's, you know, um, clearly former President Clinton. Um, and uh, so t t just tell me a little bit more about that. What I learned from these leaders, I mean, one of the... Uh, one of the key moments uh, that I remember from those times that I spoke uh, to uh, former President Clinton, to uh, His Highness Sheikh Mohammed, how much they are present at the time, that they are really looking at my eyes, they really listening to me. Uh, and being in that moment, not uh, occupied with their mobiles or looking around, uh, because obviously the place I was is, is uh, surrounded with people, even cameras and so on. But they were my, uh, that's what I remember clearly, that they were there, present and clearly listening to every word that I was saying. And that was, a, I would say, number one lesson for me to, as a leader to listen and uh, answer uh, according to the questions or the comments, comment on the, the on the words that's coming up. That's so special. And I remember leaders in my lifetime actually that have given me that, that, that just the very presence, the connection to me. It's like they see through to you. And it's a, there's an expression, Jonathan, you'll probably be able to help me with this, but people um, may not remember what you say. They may not remember what you do, but they certainly remember how they make you feel so um and certainly that they, they they had an impact with you which has been lifelong thank you sarah and and faisal um again you've been instrumental in um cultural um and 
uh, tourism transformation and infrastructure across the UAE, um, the, the, the free trade zones, a huge amount in your portfolio as well, and the impact that you've had in the work that you do. And now kind of clearly general manager at the turbocharged Ferrari World Yaz Island in Abu Dhabi, which I've never been to, but I've got it on my bucket list of places to go because I've looked it up and it looks hugely inspiring. But again, what shaped you into the leader that you are today? First of all, thank you for inviting me for this podcast today. I've never been in a podcast before, but I've been in the media so many times. So I'm familiar with how to deal with media, but not with Jonathan and Leah today. <laughs> because it's more of a wider <laughs> Better <topic>. watch out. <laughs> so uh, actually, I define leadership in a different way. Um, the question that has been asked before so many times, being a mentor for a couple of students, is the person born like a leader or does the life that he's surrounding with shaping him or her to be a leader? Actually, it's a both. It's a genetic thing. You are born with genes that to be a leader, but you need to work for it to shape how do you want to be a leader in, in, in the community. So I believe I have these genes, but the circumstances since I was born until today has shaped my skills to be who I am today. One of the things that I believe to be a successful leader in the community and to contribute to the community is to grab opportunities. Never say no when you can and learn how to say no if you can't, but learn how to do it and come back. There are so many people um, burned out very very early in their edges because they keep saying yes, 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 while well, they don't know how to do it and they fail. And once they fail, they give up and don't come back. So it's a technique that you, you need to Take the opportunities, take the chances in life, learn. If you fell down, get up, learn how to do it, and listen to others. It's very important that listen more than you talk. When we do this, we learn. We learn more than others because they think when you control the meeting and give a long speech, you are the leader of the space. It's not. Actually, when it, as, as you said, the definition of how to be, keep impacting people, it's the way you keep the impression on them afterwards. Yes, he has been with us for one year, but his impact on this space worth like 10 years of work. So this is my this is my belief in leadership and this is what should be. So many challenges, yes. So many stories, yes. Sad, sad how many sad stories have we been through? So many. We are humans by the way. We might look happy, we might smile, but there is there is something forced you to be the person who you are today. Mm. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, and that requires humility and courage on so many different levels. Thank you so much, Faisal. Jonathan. Well, um, just for those who are listening in, in different parts of the world and uh, not watching on YouTube, but it's available on YouTube as well. Um, I'd just like to describe some of the things you might see on, on screen, what you would have missed on screen. Firstly, the ladies are looking incredibly elegant and, and dressed very beautifully. And then we've got the two gentlemen, myself and Faisal. Faisal is sitting on the most beautiful, ornate uh, Louis XIV sofa with uh, curves and gold and an amazing picture of his horse behind, which we're going to hear in a minute. I'm just going to ask him about that. And I am wearing uh, an item of... Um, uh, clothing from the UAE, from Sheikh Talib bin Sakir al-Kasibi, the Major General, uh, who was at Santos with me 43 years ago. We met uh, recently, and we're hoping that during our trip through Russell Cayman, his uh, his emirate, uh, we're going to get to meet him. 
which would be fantastic to catch up with him. Maybe even get him to come down, see us as we cycle off. Maybe he might even join us on the beginning bit of the cycle ride. I don't know. He's such a character and uh, such a great guy. But Faisal, tell us about this wonderful sofa and your beautiful horse. For those who don't know me, I'm a very classical person. I'm into classics, into antiques. I love collecting antiques. I have so many things from all over the world. Whenever I travel, I get something. I put it in my cupboard. Dates, time, where they get it from, who is the seller, who is the buyer. So it keeps me connected with the whole world, with, with good memories. Like, I've been there, I've seen this. And also, sometimes, uh, little things in life, which is doesn't really have to be expensive, Yet it means a lot to you. It, it makes you happy when, when you are down. So uh, coming back to the chair, uh, as I told you, I, I'm into classics. Uh, it's a modern home, yes, but everything is classical around me. It keeps me down to earth. Um, and even though when I invite people to my house, I say, you know what? I've missed this atmosphere. Wherever we go now, everything is modern. Everything is classy, but... It's, it's still so this is the this is the way I look to life I, I want to feel happy whatever I do horses uh, I always say horses make me happy you don't <laughs> so when when I see the horses uh, you feel the power you feel the connection you feel the, the nature they never pretend to be happy if they are not and when they are happy it shows in their body language and the way they greet you the way they, they even smile by the way they cry so sometimes I feel horses are much better than humans nowadays because they don't pretend to be something else. Yeah. Very yeah. simple thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. And I was watching that program about the horse whisperer who goes up and he just rests his head against the muzzle of the horse and just breathes and gets the horse and yeah. he in sync. And I've been trying that out the uh, during the <laughs> night with our puppy dog who's outside, who's a year and a half old. She's a working cocker spaniel, and she gets very nervous at night in, in her little crate in our bedroom. Uh, we do spoil her and the other dog as well, Archie, who's with Lee now. But I just open her cage and I lie down next to her and I just start. This is at three in the morning when she's been barking because she's scared. I just start to breathe very gently through my nose into hers, and she just calms down. And then she just goes to sleep. So and he goes uh, back to bed and he goes, I think I'm the dog whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real skill. I, I should perhaps I should, give, yeah. I should give up coaching and podcasing and yeah, become yeah. a, a I dog feel whisperer. A show coming on, the dog whisperer. Yeah, the dog whisperer. <laughs> now, um, our backgrounds are always very interesting to me. I'd love to uh, ask Sarah first and then Faisal um, about your sort of uh, your upbringing, where you were born, how it shaped you. Now, um, I've been listening to a fantastic program, and Lee has too. She introduced me to it, a podcast called Empire. And it's been talking about the Persian Empire and, and how far it goes back and, and just how it shaped the whole world with its history and um, the places in it and the culture, which has influenced everything, um, uh, particularly um, uh, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. So I'm interested in all this kind of background. And, and Sarah, just tell us a little bit about how you grew up, where you grew up, and, and how that's influenced you before you came to the UAE. And then we'll talk about to Faisal. Sure. Um, so I was born in Iran, in south of Iran, in the city of Ahvaz. So that's where my uh, father's side of family, they lived there for, I would say, 
generations, many, many, many generations. Uh, our family tree go back to 800 years. Wow. And uh, they are, this is the Arabic part of Iran. So my father is Arab uh, by ethnicity. And uh, the reason I use the word, uh, the pre <laughs> before my name, I use Sheikha because uh, my all my grandfathers from my father's side, they all had the title of Sheikha. Sheikh, sorry, Sheikh uh, for them. And if you go to my city, Ahwaz, you will see uh, after my last name, you will see bazaars, uh, mosques, uh, areas uh, um, that is after our name. My great, great grandfather's name is on the street as a street name. Still, um, unfortunately, they have not the current uh, uh, ruling uh, of the <laughs> Iran is they did not remove that. Uh, so I grew up uh, in that region. Uh, I went to the school, high school, and uh, then for university, uh, we I left and I went to Tehran, to the capital of Iran, and I studied art. Um, and then from there, uh, I left Iran. I lived in Europe. So I lived in the UK. I lived in Holland. I lived in Norway. And I was... Uh, wow studying again design uh, i was dancing uh, modern modern dance and then i i moved to dubai in 2006 where i started my education in architecture interior architecture at the american university in dubai uh, four years of studies that's where um, i would say uh, from a child being in a bubble uh, living in iran you know uh, back in the days i'm, I'm talking I left Iran 2001, so 20 odd years ago. And I lived really protected uh, in a bubble, uh, protected by my, my parents. Even when I went to university, I was still living at home. And then I kind of discovered the world when I, I, uh, I came to, to, to Dubai. And I started traveling. I visited uh, 50, more than 50 countries. Um, I discovered my passion for charity, uh, to giving uh, back to people through many projects. Maybe we can talk about it uh, uh, later. And uh, and then, yeah, I, I lived. Dubai is now my home. Uh, I can't imagine myself. I, I got married here. Uh, I have two children uh, who go to school. They were born also in Dubai. So this is my home now. Fantastic. Well, what a great story. There's so much in there. And I know Lee will probably like to ask some more questions later on, particularly around all the different things you do. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, Faisal, um, where were you born and, and what shaped you as you grew up and your parents and uh, that kind of story? It'd be fascinating to hear. You said my name is Faisal Noemi. This is the way you say it. I'm almost 47 years old now. I was born in Dubai, uh, 1977. I've uh, completed most of my education in the country. Uh, I've joined the army back in 1993, uh, where I uh, did my first um, higher degree in the army, yet I was a uh, soldier. Uh, I ended up in the Marine All right. uh, for five years, and then I moved to uh, the city, the, the civilization, uh, as, uh, in Etisalat, which is was the only a teleconnection company at this time, do was not exist yet. Uh, it was my first school of life ever after the army. Army, I learned the discipline, how to be patient, how to listen to orders, how to obey orders, how to be rules, 
or the thing, but the actual real life uh, experience was Etisalat. Proudly, uh, I was a member of it. And then I moved uh, during my life in Etisalat, I had to, to do my second degree, uh, which I completed uh, my degree in high colleges of technology in Sharjah. Uh, graduated with the e-commerce uh, distinction with honor. Um, I was also lucky to receive the last award from his late his highness Sheikh Zayed Sultan Ayyan as a distinction with honor before he passed away. Uh, so I was one of the last group who received this uh, gift, which is a, a golden medal, uh, wow. very precious. I still have it today. And then I moved from Etisarat to uh, Emirates Post Group. I was there as a sales and marketing director before I moved to Ministry of Economy and then uh, all the way to Culture and Tourism and Ajman as a Deputy General Manager. And then I became the General Manager of Ajman Tourism Department for eight years, 2012 till 2018. And then I became the executive uh, director of sales and marketing uh, Ajman Free Zone and uh, CEO of Marsa Properties, shaped um, the tourism industry in Ajman uh, very well before I was hunted to be general manager of Qasr Watan, the residential palace, for five years, 2019 till 2023. And recently I have been uh, asked to join Ferrari World Abu Dhabi flagship of Abu Dhabi, um, the world-leading uh, theme park, proudly being part of it, being in charge of this, and easily this is my whole life in less than wow. two minutes. Wow, what, well, what a life. I mean, and there's so much life in you, I can tell. This is why it's... it's coaster, it, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's just, it's really great to have you as part of the seven days in seven Emirates and Ride for Unity. And Lee's going to ask a few questions to you both about that. So, Lee, over to you. Well, just it, it kind of feels like everything that you've been, all of those ex wonderful experiences have led you to um, the amazing theme park um, that you're working at today, Faisal. So I'd, I'd like to know a little bit more about um, about where you're working and that organisation, because I did not know about this, um, shame on me, until I started to explore the work you did. Um, and it looks phenomenal, but also to kind of take that back to as you get up in the morning and as you go out to work, you're clearly passionate about it. You're wearing your your Ferrari um, gear in order to, to, to celebrate it. But how does that work give you meaning and purpose? But tell us a little bit about what it is to that organization. Well, uh, Ferrari World, uh, as you know, Ferrari World Abu Dhabi, uh, it is located in Yas Island. It is part of um, Miral uh, Asset Management Group. Uh, they manage it, so I'm I'm purely the, the general manager of this place. I manage it the way that Miral wants me to to manage it for the whole world. Very brief. Okay, and how does it give you meaning and purpose? What what? How do you you know the the, the work that you do today? Of which I think that's just one component, but. How do you find meaning and purpose in your life? Well, one of the things I love in life overall, regardless what I do, is I love making people happy. I love supporting others. And you will never find a place better than where I work to make people happy and yeah. leading with a, with a big smile. So wherever there is a chance for me to make people happy, I always jump in and I, I support as much as I can. One of the examples is Sarah. She's, she's here and she's listening. She gave me a call out of nothing. Faisal, your name was given to me and uh, I want your help. 
I didn't hesitate. Let's come and meet. We met. And since we met, there are so many things happened between me and her. Immediately, the support is given. If I can support, if I can make people happy, this is my passion. So my passion towards what I work now is to make 7,000 people every day happy, living with a smile, with wow. a memory, to tell people around the world, like, I have been there, I was happy, and I recommend you to go back. Yeah. And that level of joy, the experience, the happiness that people will go through. Like, I think we can all look back in our lives and think about those almost like life changing experiences or the things that just brought absolute joy to our lives to be instrumental in helping to make that happen. It must feel a a very proud time for you as well. So um, thank you, Faisal. I look forward to visiting in the future. And Sarah, the work that you do. Um, for charity for others you know myself and Jonathan and all the research that we've done the final component of the inspiring leadership compass there's eight components eight principles but the final component talks about legacy and stewardship and the impact that we're making because actually what's it all for at the end you know um, why are we here why do we exist and your existence um, helps to change the lives of others for the better so I'd love to explore what is the work that you do and why does that give you meaning and purpose? Oh, my God. Is it? <laughs> so the, yeah, I, I mean, meaning and purpose um, of why what, 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 why I'm doing some something, for, it's for my family, for sure. But um, the legacy, can I talk about the legacy? Yeah, of course. So the legacy, I would say, it's uh, what is still like it's still ongoing. So when I look back uh, of the things I've done until today, for example, I just give you an example. Um, I visited uh, my university, the American University, which I studied. I graduated 2010, so it's almost 13 years ago, and mm-hmm. I was there about two weeks ago for a meeting because as you know with seven days seven emirates that's one of the locations that we will visit um, and we have event there and uh, I would say I was quite surprised uh, for people who are still working after all these years to remember me to come and shake my hands and that's because of all the work that we did I did uh, back in the days um, and uh, through the projects for example we had the uh, English lessons for the blue color uh, laborers uh, in Dubai, uh, which still ongoing at the university. Some a seat that we uh, we set back in the days, the um, I would say 15, 16 years ago, still going. Um, the school that together with the professors we went and built in Cameroon in West Africa. Uh, a primary school that's that's still there I'm sure if I go back and visit they still remember me um, all of these I would say it's it's a legacy that I, I, I'm leaving behind the women empowerment uh, for example with the Soroptimist International it's a chapter which I set up uh, as the first chapter in the Middle East in Dubai back in 2015 I am not uh, much involved with with the with the chapter anymore, but I did found it, and people are still uh, running it. They are empowering women continuously, so that's also another uh, legacy that I, I left uh, behind. And with seven days, seven emirates that we are working on, um, I'm hoping that it it will go. It's not a one-off event. It will go on 
if I'm involved is great for the future. If I'm not, I hope that it will leave the impact and it will continuously uh, make a difference in the lives of people and make the world a bit better place. All these things for me is to leave the world a better place than it was before me. What is so wonderful as well is you see the importance of actually building and shaping things um, that unites cultures, that unites people, that has an impact, makes difference. But also you think about legacy in terms of the people that you bring through, um, the, the the future stewards and how you develop and grow and hand over um, the, 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 the amazing things that you build. But you hand over that legacy for others to actually drive through as future generations. Um, it's really very special. Um, congratulations on all of the work. Mm. And, and I'm going to really pick up that theme, um, Sarah, and then go to Faisal about, uh, w- you know, this is the first Ride for Unity big event. Seven seven Emirates, we're, we're cycling through seven Emirates in seven days. Um, what's it all about? And then I'm going to ask uh, Faisal, you know, how, how he got drawn in to contribute his amazing skills and connections. But Sarah, firstly for you, you know, what is it all about? For people listening, they won't know anything about Ride for Unity and, and what we're trying to achieve. Just just take a bit of time to tell us a bit about it. So um, one of the initiative of Right for Unity is called, and it's the first one of its kind. And it was born in the United Arab Emirates. It's called Seven Days, Seven Emirates, Cycling for Unity. Um, it's a group of uh, experienced uh, cyclists. I don't want to use the word amateur, experienced cyclists. Uh, who is coming together from different countries, from the UK, from the Bahrain, from Bahrain, Saudi, um, US, and within uh, our beautiful uh, United Arab Emirates. We are coming together, a small group of uh, uh, people um, who are, we are trying, it's cycling, uh, of course, is the main aspect, the sport bringing us all together. But the main purpose to promote the UAE values for sustainability, for inclusion, for diversity, for unity, for tolerance. Something that I, living in UAE for the past 17 years, the, uh, the this country is really pioneers. They, they are the leaders for setting up these amazing um, roles uh, for, for the rest of the world to follow, I would say. And what, where is the better place than this country to start such a such a great initiative with amazing people like yourself, uh, like Faisal and Daniel and everybody who's who's going to be here um, to to do this right? Um, the ride will start uh, with an opening event in Dubai. Um, we will talk about it maybe later. Um, be trying to organize a, a panel discussion around sustainability. Uh, that's one of the pillars. We will start uh, next day in Fojera uh, with a very, very long cycling. Uh, so good luck to that because it's going to be more than 100 kilometers on the first day <laughs> on the, in the mountains. Uh, we will have a stopover in a coral uh, reconstruction um, dive center um, and with a workshop and hopefully some of us who have the, the paddy open water license, we will go diving and uh, do some work. And then we continue to Ras Al Khaimah, the Emirates of Ras Al Khaimah. Uh, we have a, 
another uh, panel discussion, keynote speech uh, with uh, at the American University in Ras Al Khaimah together uh, in, in partnership with Department of uh, Economic uh, Development in Iraq. And uh, we have also amazing interactive uh, sessions um, with many different stations uh, at Wellspring School in Ras Al Khaimah. The age groups are from age uh, like KG or foundation stage until graduation of high school. The students and we have different stations with leadership uh, programs run with some of our uh, cyclists. We have a station where Jessica Smith, uh, one of our cyclists, she is a Paralympic swimmer, swimmer for Australia. She lives in Dubai. She will be reading her book about a girl named Jess, uh, who was born without the left arm to the children. Uh, and then we have um, Justin Levine. Uh, he will be uh, talking uh, about or showing about uh, her, sorry, his, um, how do I say it? Um, the achievement on a wheelchair going across America, Mm -hmm. championing in Abu Dhabi for the Jiu-Jitsu World Championship, which was very, very recent at the beginning of November. Um, and then we have uh, Herb, uh, who is a basketball player from US. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he will be also showing off, uh, not showing off, but sh showing some of his techniques in basketball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to the students and and we will have rides. We have so much happening at Wellspring. From there, we will go to Omal Ghawain, where we're hoping to do um, some, again, and touching on sustainability. So planting mangroves, which is uh, um, a lot of mangroves plantations happening in this country and supported by the government. Um, and then from there, we will go to Ajman, where we meet with a charity school uh, uh, there called National Charity School of Ajman. And we are hoping that uh, Faisal and Fatma will have uh, some uh, session with the students, uh, the older students who are the age uh, from, I would say, 12 uh, to 13. Uh, they will have some sessions, uh, interactive sessions um, about sport. And then outside in the courtyard, uh, there will be competition with the younger uh, children, football uh, and basketball uh, on the separate uh, uh, spaces. Um, and because they have 1,200 students, it's gonna be a challenge, but we are uh, hoping that it's gonna go uh, well. And the most important that children going to have a lot of fun on that day. And we are spending like about five hours at that school. And then from Ajman, uh, we are planning to go to Sharjah. We will have, um, uh, we will visit a beautiful location called the House of Wisdom. Uh, it's part of the Shuruk. Uh, it's uh, again, also a governmental uh, body uh, in Emirates of Sharjah. We will have uh, a, a tour of this place and we will have, uh, uh, I think, uh, I believe it's you and Leigh uh, who are going to give a, um, presentation and a workshop uh, to the management, the senior management of uh, Shuruk. From there in Dubai, we have an absolute full program uh, with uh, 
visit to the American University in Dubai, where we have a keynote speeches and panel discussion, uh, followed by, uh, again, full activities with the new students who are joining the university uh, at the uh, cycling track um, in, on the campus. And uh, good interaction uh, with, with the students from their cycling all the way to the Kite Beach, which is uh, one of the attractions in Dubai. Uh, on the beach, there is a beautiful cycling track in co collaboration uh, with the children of determination who will be cycling, some of them with us, and those of those of them who it's difficult for them to be on the bikes, they will be we will be walking with them about a kilometer uh, before we all come together and have some fun activities uh, for the children. And then you guys are off to the Al-Qudra cycling track uh, to have a night cycling uh, because, you know, the rest of the day was not enough activity. So we added that. <laughs> <laughs> and we end our amazing seven days, seven Emirates in the capital of the United Arab Emirates in Abu Dhabi. Uh, with a visit to the Abrahamic uh, family house and uh, cycling at Al-Hudairat. I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, island, uh, we have some also cycling within the city of Abu Dhabi. Um, maybe we will be visiting the, um, um, this, the Ferrari world, hopefully. I'm not sure. We, will, we are still planning that part. <laughs> yeah, that is in... in uh, wow. Yeah, it's sorry for talking so long, but this no, is it's fascinating. It's fascinating. <laughs> we're gonna have we're gonna have a, a great time. Which yeah. thank you for that because it, it it's just it gives the the breadth of uh, experiences in the country, the kind mm. of things the country is doing. Why Ride for Unity is pulling all these themes together about sustainability, inclusion, tolerance, unity. I do love the terminology, people of determination. Now, we, we've got people who've got, like Jess, she has uh, no left arm, but she's an amazing Olympian swimmer. Uh, we interviewed Justin Levine, who had this terrible accident when he was 21, which meant he, he can't use his legs. So he's, he's got this incredible upper torso where he's in his, his bike and he's done all these, these events. And then we've all found, you know, we know different people who've been born with challenges which need determination to overcome them. And Justin said to us, it's don't describe us as disabled in my wheelchair. I can go faster than you can on your bike. So it's the environment and, mm. and it's our determination to overcome that. So I think the UA is ahead of many other countries by by using this healthy, positive language about including people of determination because they're determined to find a way of working in an environment which is difficult for them. Over to you, Faisal. I mean, Faisal, how did Sarah manage to use her charm and persuasion to involve you in seven in the Ride for Unity Seven Emirates and Seven Days? Uh, and clearly, in your your home, uh, different states, you you've got lots to offer. But but are you going to ride as well, or join us for some bits? What's your plan? First question: How did Sarah get into me? Um, Sarah is a friend of a teacher, ex teacher of mine. His name is Tim Marsh. Uh, he used to be an English teacher in um, higher colleges of technology in Sharjah. That was back in 1999 till my 2005. And uh, I was into sports since ever. And uh, Tim as well into sports. 
she was talking to Tim and he told her like there's someone he's gonna help you with everything you need and uh, he took my permission can I share your numbers and the yes sure and then she called me and then we started from there yeah. but back to Sarah's uh, conversation uh, when I was the general manager of Ajman Tourism Development Department uh, I initiated um, an initiative similar to what Sarah is doing but it was the name was seven cyclists. So it was only limited to seven cyclists uh, cycling the UAE in three days. It was more challenging, not seven days. It was only three days. And we had to do about 500 kilometers in three days. Wow. And, and the aim was to, um, uh, it was hosted during the rational day, uh, which is 30th of November till uh, 3rd of uh, December. And we started in each flagpole in each city. And we end up in another city in that same flagpole. And during uh, our cycling tour, we stop at um, the most important attractions, either museums, any new attractions, and we promote it uh, during our tour through social media. Whatever. It wasn't like very well managed as far as doing now, because it was mainly like me doing this with seven different nationalities and we intend to have seven different nationalities for a reason to tell them that this country is a multicultural country yes. and become anyone and everyone has to have their input in this. So it was really successful. So uh, I do have the know-how somehow to support Sarah and I think I have been helpful so far, Sarah. Absolutely. I mean, uh, can I say that Faisal is a legend? Like, yeah. if I WhatsApp him, it's like within one minute, I get a reply. It's unbelievable. So I just here, I want to say thank you, Faisal. You've been an amazing you, supporter man. for Seven Days, Seven Emirates. And uh, we we all uh, appreciate you and you are part of the core team. And um, yeah, thank you so much for all your support. No, yeah. And as I said at the beginning, uh, giving is a joy for me. So as much as you ask, the, the much joy I get. So back to the second part of the question, uh, Jonathan, why did I approve other than happy supporting others? The good thing about this initiative, which is also different than others, it, it doesn't only uh, focus on one subject, it has five subjects. If you look around, most of the CSR initiatives, it's only always one title. It's either reality or diversity or inclusion, but what Sarah has managed to do is to include five subjects in one uh, event, including so many people from all over the world, and to do something they all love, which is sports. It doesn't have to be cycling, but uh, I'm a runner, I'm a swimmer, I'm a diver, uh, I'm a cyclist by, by core. I love cycling, I, I'm into it. So uh, it's a good chance for me to spend a couple of days uh, cycling again. And uh, the good thing about Sarah now, she's keep adding more cycling because she is not cycling with us. <laughs> she, doesn't know, she doesn't know how does it feel when you do 100 kilometers today and tomorrow you have to do the same amount again. But we will get you into the bike, Sarah, and we'll push you to, to the limits. Thank yeah. you. That Amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's um, Lee is quite wisely because she's not a cyclist. She's going to do guest appearances on a couple of the uh, the more the more pleasant ones. I, I, uh, I that's myself... more for your benefit than mine, by the way. I'm just thinking about the team there. Okay, yeah, doing it for the team. 
And I I recently cycled 500 kilometers in north of France between various battlefields for the veterans, help for heroes, people who'd lost oh. limbs uh, from various different wars they'd been in to raise about seven thousand uh, pounds, and uh, that was great. But I I did find it hard because I'm not a cyclist and I'd only trained about seven weeks beforehand. So. For this one, um, particularly since I'm seeing a cardiologist when I come back, because I think I've overdone it with the heart, I'm going to be taking it a little easy. Otherwise, I'd love to do the whole lot, but I'm going to I'm just going to pick certain ones that are uh, more manageable, so that I don't uh, get a real telling off from the cardiologist when he comes back and examines me and said, "You've done what? You've cycled seven Emirates in seven days, and you want to come and get your heart repaired? What are you talking about?" Anyway, enough of me, Lee. What question would you like to uh, ask our two guests? Yeah, I do want to be bringing you back home with me. Um, I love you, and I want to <laughs> make sure I have lots of many years with you. So, um, we we need to manage that one. I suppose all of this is pointing to, um. You know, it, fitness and health and well-being and resilience. Um, and actually, when we think about development and growth, quite often we think about it from kind of the shoulders up, um, the neck up. Um, but actually, the top performers, not just athletes, but in organizations, um, understand the direct correlation between personal health and well-being and uh, Faisal as you said earlier that understanding the appreciating the times when you need to say yes but also say no um so really looking after that physical and mental and emotional health in order to really succeed um so Faisal if I come to you first of all um what do you do to look after yourself and sustain that wonderful performance that I'm really very envious of so I need all the tips please that you can give to me so fitness for me is essential. Uh, I have two religious hours for me, which is the first two hours of the day after my actual prayers. I cannot skip them. Uh, either cycle, running, gym, or swimming. Uh, for me, uh, sports is kind of a therapy where I let go all the negative thoughts from the day before or I get myself energized for the day ahead. I let go all the anger and everything that's negative in my life, just I let them go in these two hours. And uh, if I miss them for any reason, I I have to be honest, it's a bad day for me and bad day for people around me as well. So that, <laughs> that, that, this, is, this is the main motive for me. Plus, uh, I need to be a role model for others, not only my kids or my family, but even my colleagues. When I advise people about I need to be healthy, I, if I'm not healthy, I, I can't convince them, right? So I, I have a really good uh, influence on my on my family when they see me active, being fit, being, I won't say athlete, but at least being healthy, they always listen, even though if they find it hard to, to cope with me somehow, but at least they try because they have a role model around them. Um, the biggest, the best investment in people's life is in your health. Mm. You might work for 50, 60 years, but at the end of the day, you will be alone at one day. Your kids will leave home. They will have their own life, their own families, and no one will be around you. So you want to be healthy when you are by yourself. You want to take, take care of yourself. If you didn't take care of yourself while you are young, I think you will be neglected when you when you are old. Uh, again, we we don't demand people to be around us the whole life, but again, they need to go to keep going on, and we need to take care of ourselves. 
So I invest in my health, I invest in myself um, in this way. And you know what? When you're healthier, you get rich. The money finds its way to you. Mm-hmm. But when you are not, then you will start spending your time, your money on medications, visiting doctors, wasting your time here and there. It's not me. So I would rather put like 1000 per month in a gym or training suits or a nice bike rather than giving them to the doctors and medications. And there is always a, a good quote I always hear. If you don't take care of what you eat today, you will eat your medicine as your food when you're old. So I don't want to do this. I want to eat healthy today. And in the future, I will keep eating what I love, but in a, in a good portion. There's so many people, when they get angry, the first thing they do, they jump to the first fast food uh, restaurant and they eat everything they can because this is the only way to let the anger go. I do that the other side. When I get angry, I put in my running shoes and run 10K and I'm good. I forget everything. Or going with Sarah on a, on a nice trip like this for seven days right in the UAE. And after seven days, I'm totally refreshed, totally mind, clean mind, going back to work, giving all what I can just to keep life going. Yeah. Fantastic. It's um, those wonderful daily habits that you've put in place rather than and, and not going down the route of self-soothing, which so many people um, do these days, whether it's technology, whether it's chocolate wine all those kinds of I think I, I might actually be listing all of the things I go to Faisal I need to take another leaf out of your book sorry um yeah. I digress but you're absolutely right it's that preventative it's actually what you can do now to look after your health and well-being um that helps you to show up today for all of those important relationships around you and and actually also in the long term in the future that you know puts a strain on our health systems and services never mind um, on our, uh, our our own families. So that's superb. And Sarah, um, tell me a little bit about you. How do you stay healthy, fit and resilient, um, managing a complete kind of diverse group of people from around the world and uh, the complexity of everything that you're trying to do as the managing director of this even programme at the moment? How do you look after yourself? Um, as I would like to second that, uh, second what... Um... Faisal said uh, that being a role model, and I have two kids, two young kids, and I would like to be a role model for for them, especially what I eat. So healthy food is like number one priority in our house. Uh, My kids, they don't know, I I will not mention the names, but they don't know certain fast foods, which majority of children uh, around the world, they crave for that particular one, which you guys know which one I'm talking about. (laughs) <laughs> they don't even know the name. They don't know what it is. Um, it was so important in my life, eating healthy, that um, it led me to start a startup called Armatai Spices, which is about, uh, uh, one part of it is about healthy, organic, sustainable uh, sources of spices in our food. Spices are also uh, a remedy or a natural medicine and uh, for for our body to keep us young healthy uh, in order uh, away from the uh, chemical uh, medication um i will talk about armatai maybe uh, in another time uh, so food is very important meditation i i every day it's it's a ritual for me that uh, every morning i lit a candle uh, light a candle uh, in, in front of uh, the pictures of my grandparents uh, who passed away and I give a few minutes 
just me and them and uh, I make prayers <laughs> and connect um, to the ancestors. Uh, I think that is very, very important. And then sport. I love swimming and running. These are the two uh, sports that I've been doing uh, long distance running. I would say I've never done marathons, but I've done a few half marathons. Mm -hmm. And I really enjoy uh, that and uh, swimming at least uh, uh, two kilometers uh, every other day in our pool. <laughs> Lovely. Very nice. And I love what you say about actually it's what we teach to our children, that next generation as well, that we have a an accountability, a responsibility for. And when I've been in the gym um, downstairs, we've, we've got a, a homemade gym and uh, I've been in there, our little granddaughter, who's just turning three, but she comes in and she does her little exercises um, and already, but it's 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 learning good habits from a very, very young age too. Um, really important. Um, Jonathan. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's just a fascinating topic, this whole theme about sports and fitness. Uh, clearly, the four of us love it. What Lee hasn't explained is she uh, has a personal trainer who is the United Kingdom's fittest man in 2020 he did the crossfit and he's built like a house his name is zach george and he's about to become one of the gladiators who appears on tv in the program gladiators uh, he's such a, a gentleman and uh yeah so we're getting all the kit in the gym and one of the things that lee can do is the that machine that the, it's called the the squat sled and you put weights on it and you push your legs up against the plate she can just do phenomenal amounts more than most of the men in the gym um, so she's she's a bit of a dynamo in there. She doesn't, so, doesn't admit that. would be great for a James Bond movie, huh? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's, the leg crusher. Um, so yeah, fitness and sport very important. It's the ride ride for unity is really bringing our love of sport together, which is so great. Which comes across for Faisal and for you, Sarah. Um, Faisal was mentioning about the, the importance of multicultural. Uh, respect about this this whole idea of inclusion and tolerance because in the uae there's is it over 120 different nationalities of people who are there it's phenomenal and 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 Faisal also talked about your five initiatives do you want to talk about the the why you've chosen some of the things going on sir and what you're you're wishing to achieve with uh the ride for unity seven emirates seven days and it's lovely to see the connection with with Faisal when you did seven cyclists seven emirates in three days 500 kilometers i did 500 kilometers in five days and that was shattering those guys doing doing it in three days respect um but saria yeah, tell us about the, the five initiatives so the five initiatives as i mentioned before earlier so uae is the pioneer they are the leading uh, country in achieving these goals in this country we want to take uh this message uh across the world we want to echo what UAE has achieved uh, through these, uh, as you said, over 120 nationality, ethnicity, living in peace in this country, working, no problem. And this is what we want, the message that we want to show to the rest of the world. Maybe they can learn from, especially in these times, what's happening uh, to, in the other countries. Um, this is the most important message. So cycling, sport coming together is incredible but the the, the top uh, message that you want to show to the rest of the world is how uae achieving these goals in this country 
over the yeah. past 50 years. And through different sections that I mentioned that we will have, the different panel discussions, speeches in different Emirates, uh, we will discuss uh, these different like tolerance, unity, um, inclusion, we will discuss them. And hopefully the, through the filming and the documentary that is going to come out, the, our message will, will, will go around the world. I hope that I answer. Uh, you okay. did beautifully. And, and, and Faisal, for, for you, having been in so many different roles in both public and private sector, um, you know, th these things must mean a lot to you as well. It's, it's it, getting that message out about your, the different Emirates and what they can do for the world and how to bring people in and make uh, and enjoy uh, these these values, uh, living them, experiencing them. Uh, it must be exciting for you to see what we're bringing in and the different aspects. W what's it like for you? Well, it's it's more important for me being a local, being a UAE national, uh, who is ready always to support the government in their initiatives. I'm not sure if you are aware that every year the UAE government announces uh, a year name or a year theme. So this year, for example, is the sustainable. Uh, back in 2019, it was the, the year of tolerance. So it is not the government's job only to, to promote and to do activities and events and activations to promote the theme, but it is us as citizens and locals and everyone who is living in this beautiful country and whoever made the UE another home uh, to be part of it. Yes, the year of tolerance was back in 2019, but tolerance is needed forever. Yeah. It's not only for one year. The, yeah. the UAE government initiated this back in 2019, but we need to keep going and spreading tolerance among each other. Inclusion, we have to be all united. If we want to take care of this big home called the UAE, we all have to work as one family, one group, regardless religion, regardless gender, nationality, it doesn't matter. We are all here in one country. We will take care of this beautiful home, take care of the landscapes. We have to do guard the gardening by ourselves. Again, we talk our own language. It doesn't have to be very complicated talking to people like sustainability and top 28. We know what does it mean as professionals. But when we go to the kids and tell them, look, you have a home. You built it. And if you didn't take care of this home, at one point it will fall down. Yeah. You need to take it further. You need to keep going. And these are the themes that we need you to always remember whenever you do something. Even when you're at school, you need to learn to be a part of the community, to be a given uh, method in the community when you graduate, when you grow up in the future. And when you go back home, you even teach your, your father and mother something that you learned from us today. Uh, there is also one, one important uh, thing that I, I need to mention. Parents. Mothers and fathers, they should learn from the kids. It's not only giving them what they know. No, they don't know everything. Believe me, sometimes when I sit with my little daughter, which is she is 18 years old, 17 years old now, I learn so many things from her. I have never thought I would learn in my life. Yes. They are so advanced. They are so clever. They are so smart. Yes, she asked me for so many questions. I answered, but believe me, I still find here a very good source of learning every day. No, so it's hopefully, hopefully through the program that Sarah has created, talking to kids in the schools and universities, when they go back to their families, they will spread the, the, the knowledge. Fantastic. 
Well, in a moment, I'm going to ask each of you for your what to introduce yourself, say who you are, where you're from, uh, and what your one minute top tip is. Just one minute. So one minute each makes two minutes. But before I do that, Lee, any any final questions you have for these amazing guests from uh, the UAE? I just think, um, I, I suppose it's more an observation than a question, because I think the richness of your leadership um, really shines through your passion, your purpose, the legacy that you're embarking on or continue, have always, but continue to embark on. It's just such an inspiration for so many. And in a world that needs inspiration right now, I have to say it's an absolute privilege meeting both of you. I cannot wait to meet you in person when we go over to the UAE because everything you espouse, your character, your judgment, your ethos um, is something to aspire to, to learn about, to grow into and to continue to model. So I just wanted to appreciate you both for just being absolutely outstanding in your character and your ethos and the work that you do. Fantastic. Thank you, Lee. So we're down to the last bit before we finish the programme. Um, Sarah, would you go first, just introduce, say your name, what, what the role you're doing on, on the, the project and a little bit of your background, uh, just a, a short little thumbnail. And then if there's a, a, a top tip that you've learned about leadership that you'd like others to learn from you. It was a good tip that you found it, it worth for you. That's fine. And then I'll pass across to Faisal. If you'd introduce yourself, say what you're doing now and what your top leadership tip is. Uh, so Sarah, would you begin us off with your introduction? So, my name is Sarah Ameri. Uh, I'm from Iran. I live in UAE since uh, 2006. This is my home. And uh, my education is I'm an interior designer, interior architecture. Uh, and my role at Seven Days, Seven Emirates, right, for Unity is I'm the managing director. Um, and one tip I would say as a, as a leader, never uh, shy away uh, from learning. Every moment, learn. Uh, don't be shy. Ask questions. Um, don't be proud. Um, Try to learn as much as possible. Um, we have a saying in, in uh, a poet in Iran says, from uh, the birth until the grave, uh, never stop learning. Um, it's one of the ancient po poets. And also be compassionate. That is one of the um, elements in a leader that will differentiate that person from others and will give possibilities and bring people to that person. So be compassionate. Fantastic. Thank you. And um, Faisal, would you introduce yourself and tell us what you do and, and what your tip, top tip is? Well, my name is Faisal Amaimi. I'm a UAE national, uh, seven years old, father of three uh, beautiful uh, girls and boys. Um, I love sports overall. My main sport is cycling and running. Uh, I love giving, and I advise everyone, if you think you are a leader, learn the art of giving, because the more you give, the more you're happy, the more people around you are happy. That's a fantastic tip. Well, look, uh, on behalf of uh, Lee and myself, thank you to you both for your contributions and what you're also going to be doing when we're all together um, in early January. 
uh, going through the different uh, seven emirates. It's going to be an amazing experience, a life-changing experience. But thank you for your contributions. It's been a joy having you on the podcast. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope we've ignited your curiosity and broadened your perspectives. My guests and I provide this service to you for free. All we ask in return is that you share it now with one other leader you know, so they also benefit too. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on your podcast platform. We value your feedback and invite you to connect with us through my website, jonathanperks.com, where you can sign up for your weekly podcast newsletter. You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'm your host, Jonathan Bowman Perks, and thank you for joining us on the Inspiring Leadership Podcast. You can hear another unique guest next Tuesday. Goodbye. Goodbye.